Yeah, Charizard. Then, that was the most toxically masculine trait for me. I was like, I literally, even as a child, was like, Pokemon's for pussies. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is, <laughs> is for the real Yu-Gi-Oh is hard. Yu-Gi-Oh, Naruto. Yeah, I yeah. didn't like watch a show unless somebody had like a knife jutting out of yeah, it. Right. Like... Yeah. Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you to ours. Welcome to Boys Club. This is our podcast. About boys. And about other things. Like their clubs. And the things we were a part of. Hockey. And we're not a part of. Bagels. Wait, did you say we were a part of hockey? I wasn't. Me neither. Welcome to the club, boys. Grab a bagel. Grab a boys. Grab a bagel. I was like, what do boys eat? <laughs> What's up, Con? Not much. Um, I, I I feel like I'm about a tug of war with New York spring winter. I know. And I was like the first person when it got warm to be like, we're done. It's free. We're done. This is our last day. I put my coat away. And then this morning I got it's it out of the box. It's freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see any boys clubs this week? Yeah. Okay. Mine is. Um, so the Oscars were last night. Okay. Cool. Did you mine, watch the Oscars? Mine is also Oscars related. Okay. Good. We're, we're culturally relevant. Um, mine is. And obviously we saw Will Smith punch Chris Rock. Um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like mine is anyone that has ever hit anyone ever, Because <laughs> I've never hit anyone. I've never even crossed my mind that I should hit a person. Like I just, and I'm no judgmental, no judgment. It's just so interesting that like in his order of like, what should I do at this time? It's like, I'm going to punch this person. I have never like punched somebody, but I have shoved them hard. Um, oh, can you tell? Yeah. It was this guy who I know from college who was like, he was like being an asshole to one of my friends in a in the basement of a frat. So I just like went up to him and I because he was like getting in her face. So I went up and I shoved him, um, but that was it. Okay, is that the end of the story? That was it. Did he, he look didn't upset? hit me back? No. That's good. I've that's fascinating. Like to me, it's like I've always thought like if I get mugged, I'm just like take me, take me out. It's fine. I, I have to say I've talked to you about this before, but like now having like I don't know if it's chemical or if it's just like psychological, but uh-huh. post like like. As I've been in transitioning and stuff, I feel myself have that, like, when, like, guys are being assholes and stuff, and, like, or if they're, like, like, one time Jesse and I were getting, like, somebody was just, like, chirping everybody on the sidewalk and they said something to us, and I was, like, so, like, you want to go? Like, yeah. Which is dumb. I'm five foot five. The other night. It's not. Someone at our show had an issue at the door, Mm. and you got up with a, an aggression, (laughs) but, like, a decisive aggression and power that chilled even me whoa (laughs) and i was like wow i am glad i'm not on the other end of this energy right now i okay on your topic of will smith punching of course uh chris rock i also feel like people assume that they know how to hit because we've all seen hits happen in but like uh i don't think most people know how to hit somebody i don't know how to hit anybody even people that think that they know how to hit but i don't think they really do and so Mm. like to do that on one of the biggest like most watched events ever like you gotta be confident you know how to hit somebody because otherwise yeah. you're gonna look stupid. Did he hit him in the chest? No, he hit him in the face, I think. I didn't see the literal punch. I saw I saw him get up from I saw his back and I, I watched it on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I didn't even watch the like the live thing. Um and and yeah, that was it. And then he just stood there and it was like silence. And I was like, wow, we are alive right now. <laughs> it's very real. Whoa. Also that moment where people are probably like being like oh, this is a bit, and then it transitions to not yes, a bit, and everybody's totally. like, oh my god, this wasn't a bit, you know? I think that Oof. that was when he said, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, and he was so the angry about time, it, yeah. and so upset, and it was like, oh, this is real. Yeah, I don't think I have the hand-eye coordination to punch someone. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, um, no. Any voice clubs that you saw this week, okay. and you said it was Oscars. So mine is also about the Oscars, and it's anybody who can, like, actually like contribute to the discourse about the oscar movies sure michael aber michael aber mm. um like i just feel so out of like i and we're surrounded by so many like film guys and gals and others yeah. and i'm just like i don't know anything about any of this right. i can never actually contribute to a conversation i'm like i i have the time i we're they're doing like the uh, like all the awards and stuff and i was like I didn't know this was a movie. I never saw the trailer. I don't know any of the people in this. No. And it's literally up for an award. I'm like, I'm so out of the loop. I don't know what it is. I think, I feel like especially, it, it's almost funny because now that things are like streamed, I feel less connected. And I don't know if it's just like, I don't mm. like, I don't know. I have literally no idea. Well, because it's kind of even. less of an event. Yeah. It feels less important. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, should we, should we do it? Should we, should we our do guest it? Today? Yeah. All right. We should. Boys, our guest today is a comedian and friend of ours. They write for TV and are one of the funniest people in the Brooklyn and Manhattan comedy scene and soon to be, you're, you're going to be a fan of them too, boys. Uh, please welcome Sabrina Wu. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. It was so great listening to you guys. Uh, <laughs> did you watch the Oscars? I did not watch the Oscars. Did yeah. you see the video of the punch? I, I did. So I was, again, I told them I watched the best film of all time, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, where I just cried for an hour straight and felt profoundly changed. And then it was very weird to go on Twitter to realize Chris Rock had been slapped <laughs> by Will. I was like really thinking about is like life in the universe. Was it a universe. slap, really? That's, that is the Twitter discourse. It's like officially like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I feel like slap is maybe more palatable. Yeah. And then you won't get in trouble. But di- but then yeah. I did see Judd Apatow's tweet about it that was like was, was like Chris Rock could have died oh like <laughs> Will's Will like uncontrollable rage and violence and I actually don't think a white man is allowed to wait, tweet wait, that wait, about wait. like wait, that feels, a little slap yeah I feel like I can say this that feels very white gay man it's like I'm gonna like step in here and this one's low key about me and this is what could have happened yeah like, that's yeah no very definitely um, yeah I saw that tweet too and it was like dude like. Calm, yeah. calm down. Like, obviously, it was horrible and, and like, uncomfortable to watch, but That's very Chris drama. Rock is fine. Well, yeah, wait, do you guys have teams? Because when I, <laughs> when I was reading the... T- so I watched that movie with my partner where we were both catching up on Twitter. Like, I, we definitely just, like, teeter back and forth between Team Chris Rock, Team Will Smith. <laughs> like, we were like, we were like, oh, my God, he slapped someone on TV. That's always wrong. And then it was like, but Chris Rock said some shit about his wife. And then we were like, all right, that's pretty hot <laughs> that he did that. And then we listened to the joke, and it was like... I think what what did he G. say I. like Jane. oh G.I. Jane I was like that's Which like I didn't get like, I was like I the most benign joke yeah I think yeah. it just like, she shaved her head it was something about alopecia yeah I, don't know. I know which I learned what that was yesterday too I am dumb I think I, but I the what was I gonna say um yeah I feel like the most uncomfortable part was just when he was yelling I was like yeah, that was yeah. worse than the slap because that was where there was like raw human emotion on your television and oh like, yeah sincerity oh, no. at the oh. Oscars yeah like we're watching someone have a breakdown and then his, his acceptance speech he was like like was trying to frame it as he's like I'm a protector and I protect yeah, his my PR family person and is I was like, incredible ah. Good job, PR people. Yeah, maybe. You it's all PR. In his ear? Oh my god, the PR oh, people must have Yeah, there's um, a picture at the commercial break of his PR person like running over to him and like chatting about it. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And then it's so awkward because it's like, he's sitting in the front row. Like, he's just there. And then for the rest of the show, he's just like sitting there and it's just, ugh, brutal. In my mind, the like archetype of a PR person is like a white woman with glasses who is just like always on her phone, always has a coffee in her hand and is just yeah, like yeah, yeah. putting out fire. Her hip bones day. are jutting out. She's wearing skinny <laughs> you know jeans, I mean? boots. Yeah, yeah. And like she... a denim shirt over a white, like a white cami kind of situation. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay, we can actually make this work for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kate Berlant would play her. She's always on Kate. Yes, she would play. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I... Kate Berlant did play her. Or... That's, uh, she... In like Search oh, Party, right? She was uh, I guess the other she was two. Just... She was like his... Right? Uh... Gagging for you, faggot. On the other two, <laughs> can we say that on? I guess it's our decision whether or not this we can say our, that. Guess, yeah. So yeah, we're gonna say it. Um, on the other two, she's his agent. Not the other two. Search party. It's search party. On right. the other two, doesn't she play something? She plays like an agent on the other two. Oh well, so she's kind. Of, she's we're, we're going in circles. Okay, she's in those roles though. That's her. Frequently. Yeah. She's she's controlling the narrative. Yeah. Wherever she is. <laughs> yeah. That's that's powerful. Yeah. I've also just like. Okay, so I remember this one time, like, the, the urge to protect someone is fascinating to me. Like, one time mm-hmm. I was walking on, and it's like kind of toxic masculinity in and of itself, mm-hmm. but I was walking on the street in Chicago with this girl after a spin class, and this guy bumped into her, and I was like, oh, no, I have to do something. I did not want to. So one of where you're like, oh, no, I have to do this thing, and I was like, hey, man, in, like, a deep voice, as if he wouldn't know that I was gay, and, um, <laughs> and then he looks at me, I'm dead serious, he shows a knife in his, <gasps> yeah, 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 I know, and then I was like, oh, okay. Bye. And then it was like, never again. It was like, never again. We're done. I'm not a protector. That's okay. Mm, no, I I actually, like, before, like, a long time, like, one of the first jokes I ever did back when I was, before I, like, transitioned and, like, came out and figured that out about myself, I used to have a joke about um, being the designated protector in, like, a lesbian relationship mm. because I was, like, the more, like, mask one. And, like, I yeah. was like, this is dumb. We're both five foot five. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do much more. No. I still feel that way where I'm, like, I'm technically, but, like, okay. I feel like you are a protector, though. 
Like yeah, but like in the same way, like a Chihuahua bark. I feel like, <laughs> like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. in like a really like weird closeted thing with uh, with this like six two rugby player, and I was like, no, yeah, she'll protect me when she's done staying six feet away from me and not and refusing to hold my hand. Oh, yeah, when no. she, <laughs> I'm sure when someone punches me, she'll acknowledge me as as her partner. That's cool. Oh, um, okay, yes. Our first question for you, and you can do these in any order that you want, but the first one mm-hmm. is what's a boys club that you were not a part of, never a part of? Or currently aren't. I'm like okay, sorry, I need to think through this. Okay, so um I feel like before okay, before boys hit puberty, I was definitely in every single boys club and then and then boys hit puberty got horny and then I was not allowed in any of them. I relate to that. Yeah. And then I was a lesbian. I, I feel like right now, I feel like I'm not in, like, most boys clubs. I feel like since I came out as a lesbian, like, at 16, like, I feel very removed from, like, men mm-hmm. in general. Um, um, but, okay, sorry, sorry, it's all coming back to me. Is this fine? Is well, this a good pacing for the, yeah, a yeah. lot of sexual tension between <laughs> me and the answer of <laughs> We like it that question. way. Um... Well, I've started doing this thing. Well, so me and my partner have opened up our relationship. Oh, and also wow. I'm like, I feel like this is like, and, and I'm like, I feel like before I was like, yeah, I guess I'm like a cis woman lesbian. And now I'm like non-binary slash, you know, I feel like trying to move towards like a more trans mask. Like, so, you know, I'm asking like creepy guys from the stand-up scene, like, how do you DM women? And <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so I, I'm aware that I'm sort of, I, I realize that I have not been a part of that loop of like straight men talking about women Whoa. club. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like the how to, this, the, the boys sex talk club. Right. That is, that is like a new thing that I am not, I'm not in, but want to want to be in i guess yeah wait and we're like definitely not in it either well, well figure are you in it well i no oh it. no 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 i'm not part of it this was what i was gonna say i also relate to you on that because like navigating how to speak to women as a trans mask person that you it recontextualizes the way you speak to that you know what i mean and like who you are in relation to them so like you become this like different figure than you were as a as a cis woman and as a lesbian yeah. like that's a totally different ball game and I relate to being, like, wanting to ask, like, dudes, like, how they do it. But it's, like, showing up to something and you're, like, oh, none of you are prepared. Like, none of you have the answer either. This is all bad. They yeah. don't have the answer, but they have thoughts, which was, they like, shocking thoughts. to me. Like, they have, like, little advice they give each other. Yeah. Like, wow, I feel so bad. I feel like I'm, I, you know, I haven't told anyone which creep. And Sorry, they're not creepy guys. They're actually really sweet guys. I, I said it for comedic effect. I like every single man that I talk to about women. <laughs> just to say it. But, um, You're not at the back of Broadway Comedy Club like, what do you fellas think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Were they delusional? No, they'll be like, I think they're right. I mean, they're honestly more clued in than me. I think, I, I think I've kissed so many... You know, you know, there, like, there's that general rule, like, when there are vibes, there are vibes. Or, like, mm-hmm. if you're feeling vibes, there are probably vibes. And, like, you know what? Like, honestly, straight men know that. Straight men have great... They're, like, they're like yeah, if, if, if she's, like, touching your elbow mid-conversation, she's probably into you. Or, yeah. like, sliding into DMs is a great... Like, they're all they're all not idiots, which right. is great. And then what, one of them did make a joke about, well, if you corner them at a party and sort of talk at them and if they try to leave... I think that was ironic. I'm okay. praying to God that was ironic. <laughs> um... Yeah, That's but so I also funny. think that that works. Um, yeah, but I would never do it. Okay, what was I? I think I'm bad at reading vibes, and I think I don't trust myself because now that you're saying that, I'm like, that is something that I've recently realized. It's like, oh no, every person that I was in love with, I'm not saying that they were in love with me because that'd be crazy to say, but maybe they were. Like, because vibes are vibes, and I don't think that I, like, I don't think that I'm just attracted to a person. I'm attracted to, like, the vibe. You're and, like, a vibe chaser. I'm a vibe chaser. Hell yeah. Like, yes, and I think back on my life, all these times where I'm, like, where I was definitely too, and I think this is, like, a gay thing, like, didn't want to be gay, was gay, but then even, like, well into being gay, which I guess was the whole time I was here <laughs> on this earth. It was, like, so I was, like, no, I'm not going to pursue this. Like, I will, I'll wait to be pursued. And it's, like, no, the vibes are vibes. But then the vibe that I'm giving off is don't vibe with me. And it's, like, one time in Chicago, this man, I will never forget yes. this, he touched the inseam of my five-inch shorts, and he's, like, your shorts are really cute. And it was, like, no. That man wanted to fuck. It's yeah. like, no one touches your five-inch inseam shorts and doesn't want to fuck. Like, that's what that is. I think about it all the time. Nobody's ever touched my five-inch inseam shorts. I know. And now the thing is, I did not want to fuck him. So, like, that. Okay. But, but, in, but like, that was. I'm like, no, that yeah. was that well, was a vibe chaser. My mm-hmm. thoughts on this are that, so I think a big thing, especially in, like, 
dyke culture is the idea of unrequited love and like that whole uh, issue pining pining yes. etc i i'm sh- okay i think okay this is gonna sound crazy but i don't really think unrequited love exists in that there's like every time i feel like i've had that happen to me where somebody is like oh i don't feel the same way or they're like i'm straight or whatever i'm like Sure, but you cannot deny that there were vibes here. Like I was yes. making no, I completely one in my head. Like, I've never like really pursued somebody where I wasn't like, oh, we're like, ha- like, I get, att- I'm attracted to people that I like have like good rapport with. You know, like that's like the core of I feel like who I'm attracted to. So it's like, I've never been like attracted to somebody who's like giving me nothing back. And I'm like, this completely. is maybe it's mostly like a homosocial connection, but like there's yeah. something here. You yes, know? What? yes. What is a homosocial connection? Like a like a social connection between two people i mean gender doesn't exist but like that kind of like homoerotic but like in a social sense okay i thought that with my ex like my ex who i did love at the time i also maybe made that word up but i feel like i'm more social no it's definitely real (laughs) i feel like the way that he looked at me was familiar to me and i was like oh this is how those other guys that i like whatever liked had a crush on was still insane to say at 27 but like in my life like that's like that's how they looked at me and i'm like wait those were all vibes those yeah. were vibes every time it was vibes so like that's what's so remarkable except for the one that was straight and is now married but he was 17 and i don't know wait whoa yeah i did really like a straight guy when i was 17 it drove me to alcoholism some would say i would say <laughs> whoa this pod just changed yeah that's a fact about you i didn't know before yeah but he's short and married and looks the same as he did at 17 which is you don't want to do that yeah. I'm glad it didn't work out. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> me too. I know. Yeah. But asking, I I find I like to relate back to your voice club. I'm constantly kind of like observing men and even like asking questions sometimes about like how they just like wander through the world and stuff. Because I'm like, what? In a, like just cause in a way of like studying masculinity and trying to figure out like what it, it it's so fascinating to ask cis men about it because they're just like and cis straight men particularly because they're like have never really thought about it, but they do have never. thoughts. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. don't know that they've thought about it, but then they have some thoughts, but they're kind of always like, oh, I never really thought about it. But, like, and it's like, you kind of have, you just don't realize that you yeah. have, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I definitely have, I mean, this is not, like, a new discovery, but, like, it's interesting that they, like, don't think about how they're code switching all the time, but yeah. they do it. Like, they know, like, they do it very consciously all the time. Mm-hmm. But I guess no one ever really, There's. I guess there's no, like, <laughs> I guess they haven't, like, met trans people to be, like, any advice? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Or I, I just remember when, high, like, I was really close friends with um, this, like, this straight uh, Korean boy who I love and adore. Uh, and, like, at some point, like, just being a lesbian long enough with him, I think he, like, he, like, tip like, put his toe in, like, putting me in the boys club mm-hmm. and was like, no, yeah, our friend, I'm going to make up a name. Uh, oh, yeah, no, our friend Lauren, her boobs big, right? I was like, whoa, yeah. when did I end up here? <laughs> but I think, is that... Yeah, that's no, my they... impression of boys' sex top group, and it's most extreme. But yeah. but I've had like some sweeter ones about like DMs and vibes. No, like... they will try to like. I had that experience in college a lot, where I was like, where like straight dudes would try to like relate to me about like like girls and just like hooking up and stuff. And I was like, uh, I have, you know, I don't really want to speak this crassly about women like with you. Like that's not the vibe that I'm trying to like. Just because we're both interested in women does not mean I want to talk about these people like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I had a lot of like friends, like guy friends in college, who were like so sweet to me and like so woke to me. And then I would like hear from other men that they like have a tendency to like graphically overshare about the sex they have. I think that's like a real like yeah. guy's tendency to like really talk about the the. I feel like it's probably because there's such a pressure to prove that you've had sex. Like, as especially as a young adolescent man, that's like such a thing. It's like I've lost my virginity. I have sex. I like get whatever. Yeah. And it's like so they just like overdo it by like oversharing to be like. I'm gonna be this explicit with it with the details, so you know it was like real. And it's like, right. That's not in necessary. college. I'll never forget this girl that lived next to me. This man who was really cool came over with a CD that he made, and it was like a Whoa. sex CD, and they just listened to it together. On and it was what? like, who told you that was a good idea? Um, I don't know. Connor, you're making it sound like you went to college in 1987. I went to college in what well, was a long time ago, but it was 1987. But it did literally like who's like where who where did this advice come from? CD. Yeah. <laughs> Not a playlist. No. A CD. No, I literally think it's a CD. I'm dead ass a CD. I think I started college at the end of the CDs. No. no really? How old are you? 27. Oh my God! There's no way you there's were the no CD era. That's like well, that's the same age. And I think that that makes this guy even worse. I think that makes him weirder. That's so weird that, that he, he was... went through the... He bought a CD. 
Yeah. Burned it. And I'm actually like confident I that it, do I don't that. think it was a playlist. I think this was a CD. I don't even know how I would go about burning a CD. Back in the day, if you had iTunes, which people used to have. No, I remember way back, but like. Spotify didn't become big until I, until 2016 to me. Yeah, Spotify was big when I was like in like late high school, I feel. Yeah. Maybe yeah, sophomore yeah, yeah. year actually. Because this, this, now this is a podcast all about love. You made it all about love. Now it's about love. Thank God. This yoga instructor that I lived in Des Moines <laughs> for five weeks, and there was this yoga instructor who I thought was so cool because he was like a DJ to me. But in retrospect, he just said Spotify. And like in class, <laughs> he would play these remixes I'd never heard before. And then I got his, that's why I made Spotify. And then I got his Spotify account and I would like listen to it. And I think I'm a little bit lesbian because then I would pine. And then, and the way that I have sex, I think it's a little lesbian too. But like, because no, I think I disagree with you on that is you like to get it over and done with, and that is not lesbian culture. I like to get. Oh my god, we can cut this. The penetrative part over and done with. I like the eye contact. Okay. And I like the the lo- like the lovey, and I like the touch, and all of that. Okay. That's what I would do for that's hours. Awesome. That is very yeah. That's. I'm just like, who got our butts involved? You know what I mean? Like, I would be fine to not do that. Yeah. But. So and we are cutting this. <laughs> like, yeah, should we? We can. Well, no, I'm just curious, like, what, what don't you like about the penetrative parts? Um, okay, um, I think that penetrative sex is very stressful. Okay, so I think that, and this might be true for all queer sex, but I feel like if you're a straight guy and a straight girl, then you have a very clear role in sex. And you could be dom or not dom, whatever. What you're physically doing is the same. Like, you know your job. Whereas with gay people, I think it's much more like we're navigating what our role is in this partnership, not just this partnership, but even like our role in any sexual partnership. Mm-hmm. So you're like learning something in like the most vulnerable, like situation, the most vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And then when you get, I don't know, like the butt to me, it's confusing, it's painful, and it's potentially messy. And that's like very chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. I personally not a big fan of my butt, so don't, not really, I don't think I could last as a gay man for a second. Yeah, it's like really important to gay people. Gay people yeah. love the butt. Yeah, it is interesting, too, that, like, I mean, obviously, this is really prevalent in, like, gay men, but, like, the idea that you're, like, I'm always a top, or I'm always a bottom. A pure top. Right, it's, like, you might, like, depending on who you're with, that might change. Or it's day-to-day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like every sexual encounter can be a little bit different, so it's, like, why, how, I don't know. Um, Maybe I'm just coming out as a switch on the podcast. (laughs) I think that everyone is, like, probably, I mean, it's probably a spectrum. Right? A versatility. I don't know. I'm a no, really I'm, bad I'm top. with you. I think if you're, like, really comfortable with someone, like, I think a lot of roles should open up to you. But I think, like... Completely. But I think, like, being, like, I'm a top... I think people, like, do have, like, tendencies for mm-hmm. things they like. But, like, to be so rigid is, like, is to be, like, I really, like, only like this one version of myself. But actually, yeah. everybody is, like, nine million different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And Completely. you change with, like, who you are, like, who you're with. And, yeah. yeah. And, like, gay sex probably is the kind of thing, it's, like, it's almost like Montessori. Like, you need to learn it in, like, an exploratory way. And you're, like, you need to be able to, like, comfortably <laughs> try different roles. But, like, the reality is that, like, most of the times that you're having sex with a person, you're not, like, this is someone I'm, upset, like, super comfortable and chill with. Oh, my God, is that bad? If that's sad, then delete it. But, like, like there's not the, I don't know, the great, like, you need the grace to be, like, yeah, we're going to explore these different well, uh, roles. Well, I, I mean... I don't know why. I mean, it's. I feel that like hookup culture is very glamorized, but it's like. Yeah. It's. How often do you think people have like random sex and are like, that was great? Probably not that often. I feel like a random makeout is fun because it's like, this is in the heat of the moment. It's like a little bit more low stakes, but like yeah. sex is so vulnerable. It's like, and like if you're not comfortable, really comfortable, like asking for what you want with like, almost a stranger, it's like. Probably not going to be that good. Totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like you're performing, but also looking confident and sexy all at the same time. I don't think I've ever had, like, one-off sexual encounters that I was like, that's one to write home about, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Good. Yeah, I would hope you wouldn't write home about any of them. That's really weird. Oh. <laughs> Imagine. Mom and dad had a great... Had a great night. Mm. Maybe like your mom, your dad. Um, so this pigeon showed up <laughs> with a scroll. It's yeah, gra- Nico is graphically oversharing. He's spending a lot of time with straight dudes in the back yeah. of comedy clubs. <laughs> I asked my parents if they understood. My parents saw me do comedy this weekend, and I asked them if they understood my top bottom jokes. And my mom was like, "Yes." We understood just because tops are masculine or something Whoa. like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that does it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's 
How does that make you feel, though? That they said that? I don't know. Just the idea that, like, only tops are masculine and then, like, bottoms are feminine. But it's, like, that's fucked. It is fucked. Especially if, you're, if you are a gay man who identifies as a man and I identifies think with that, masculinity in a way. It's, like, why, don't... To yeah, me, it's not... I don't you know? think... I think that is a um, Philadelphia suburban way to with the word like minimize also I'm sure your mom wasn't trying to talk about your butt which is oh yeah 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 no totally but I also was like I need to know if they understood these jokes or not and then um, it was a focus group how often do we get to do a focus group actually every (laughs) single time we get in front of people it's a bit of a focus (laughs) group it's kind of a focus group yeah (laughs) I guess I don't think tops are but there it definitely is that stereotype that like bottoms are funny and like have personality and are like Mm -hmm. and then tops are just like bleh and like boring and like but also like assertive and kind of like control the situation yeah hmm. they don't call them power tops it's presumed right it'd be presumed. a power bottom yeah wow do you like do you do you think about like bdsm and kink stuff at all or like because because some of the stuff you're saying makes me feel like it doesn't like jive a lot with the pedagogy of i i for my job like i'm in a writer's room right now for this room called dying for sex and i just straight up I've like always re- I have like I am reading the book on bottoming and topping no and like way. king stuff yeah and like wow but just to say it like I think it's just so interesting that like yeah I, like I it, it, or it might be like a specific set of like gay male culture like that thinks of like topping as this like really boring thing but like generally in like the king community like, being a top is like is like you are driving an improv scene. Like you're supposed to be fun and like heightening the scene and being creative. And yeah. like bottoms yeah. are like I thought. I've always thought of bottoms as kind of like I don't want to take control. Like you don't have to do anything at all. You just kind of do. You just lie there. Sure. <laughs> or like or like I don't know. If, like if he gets kinky, like you lick their boots or like you know what I mean or like yeah. get peed on. But like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the kink community it, is so. I I knew one person who was like kind of like. Uh, involved with it and the way they would speak about it it was like so cool that like the people were so openly like like the consent in like everything is so like explicit and like there's just I feel like they're actually they're re- obviously their relationship to sex is like alternative to like what would be considered like mainstream but it's right so healthy because it's like I know what I want I'm gonna tell you what I want we're gonna be very like you're, yeah. you're driving like it's like you know you're wanting to be there you're wanting to play the role that you're in in like a really um intentional way which right. I think is like so healthy where so many people especially in cishet stuff especially like are like this is just what I do because this is the body part that I have and like, yeah what I think I should do it's communicative yeah. yeah yeah and it's like tops aren't just like topping you because or like tops aren't like just doing what they want to you they're doing what they think you want mm-hmm. done to them in a way that's like everyone's yeah. a top everyone's a bottom and i think that's the idea of a power bottom is that like you're the bottom but you are saying what you want and you're like kind of dictating what happens mm-hmm. and like you're you're the driving force yeah. in that partnership which is just unexpected fascinating interesting yeah wait so are what is this literature you're reading it's just like a book on it's just like the topping book the bottoming book Playing well with others. Whoa. There's some... That's really cool. Yeah, it is super cool. I And I'm also lying about how much I've read. I'll be honest. Oh. But, like, we all but, are. But I'm always like thinking of... Drew. <laughs> Those are out of reach. <laughs> yeah, Connor pointed to a bookshelf that is 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> and Nico is like... Even if we stack three Nikos on top of each other. Yeah. And for reference, there's a Dan Brown book, two UCB manuals, and... Um... <laughs> Tina Fey's bossy pants. So it's kind of a um, critically acclaimed list of books up there. Things that are going to make you smarter for sure. Okay, mm-hmm. wait. So the next question is, we said what you were not a part of. Was it, yes. What's so what is, what is the point of you were or are a part of? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, are a part of. Yes. Dang. Wow, I feel like I, fuck, I feel like that last question, I was like, this is one that I'm sort of in, but not in. And no, it's I'm fluid. Fully. You're right. Voice right. clubs are fluid. You go in, yeah, you, you go leave. in, you go out. It's a spectrum. Yeah. yeah. Gender, all of it. Okay. okay, again, I'm not fully in any club. You know what I mean? Like being, like, it's, it's. I'm just always in this awkward liminal space. But I oh, do I think love that, that like my video game. I'm like in chess world. Okay. Whoa. I like love games. Like wait, video game chess is chess world a video game? Sorry, sorry. I guess I mean just generally like I love Catan oh, chess. Yeah. Like I get a lot of boys together to go play Catan chess. I just like played Smash, like Super Smash oh, Bros. Yeah. Like that's sort of cool. where I live very comfortably. Did you always do that? I oh, and also anime. Anime is the other boys club oh, that nice. I deeply alone in, but 
Uh, I think the anime community is big. Yeah. It's a big... So basically, yeah, I've always loved all these things, but I, I was assigned female at birth and um, was in the Midwest where there were only white people. So I just like... Where I in just, the Midwest like, were you? I was in Michigan. I mean, okay. Yeah. I lived in Chicago, well, Chicago for a while. Yeah. I, I assume it's like maybe a little bit... I just felt very alone and loving... Yeah. Like I just didn't have anyone to play video games with, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, whatever, mm-hmm. like... And then I didn't have anyone to like. I used to live action role play like. Oh, nice LARPing. Well, You're LARPing in. in an unofficial way, like me, me, me in like elementary school, like every recess, like me. Oh man, it was like social death. I wish I were less socially anxious because I would have probably kept going with it. But I like <laughs> knew that I was bare. Like I knew that I was plummeting to the bottom of the no. social hierarchy as a child. <laughs> First time I stepped foot on a on, on a basketball court um, was because me. Albert Hu, Justin Chen, and Young Ho Cho were, like, running around, like, as, like, the Naruto people, and, like, we had, like, interrupted a basketball game, and just seeing the way that those people looked at me, I was like, I can't keep doing this, like, but yeah, we used to just, like, pretend to, like, kill each other as, like, our favorite characters from, like, anime and stuff, and... Okay, so welcome to Asian Boys Club. Asian Boys Club, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Wait, that's so cool. I don't think I ever understood, like, what that was. Like, I knew people in middle school that, like, did, in grade school that did Yu-Gi-Oh!, but I was never... I was never yeah. in the club. I don't think this is real LARPing. Like we didn't dress up, but I think it's the it's it is the it is the core premise where you just sort of pretend to be characters and like like fantasize and play out. That is, yeah. a, that is a big part of like elementary school boy culture, though. I had um, I had Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards as a, like in elementary school. I don't think I actually knew how to play, but I had the cards and we would like trade them and stuff. And what's fascinating is the kids that I coach now still obsessed with Pokemon. Like it has really transcended time. I feel like Pokemon bridged the world. Yeah. Like they, like they, not even like the video. Like they have the physical cards still, which is so funny to me. Yeah. Because that feels very like analog, but they still all are like trading their cards all the time. Like they talk about it nonstop. All the kids. I feel like we all watched it every day after school. I can still kind of hear the song. I'm gonna be the very best. That's the song. Yes. Oh yeah, it yeah. is. But no, yeah. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a hit. It's a banger. Yeah. But I just think it's so funny that it's like. I mean, it makes sense. It's like cultural, but like I, I guess because I hadn't heard about Pokemon for so long, but then I started working with kids. And I'm like, oh my god, they still, it's still kicking, which is yeah. cool. That but, is, I didn't realize. I, I want. Is it like still on TV? I have no idea. I know that there's like video games, but like I'm not kidding. Like this summer when I was coaching like the actual like soccer camp, and we would have like hundreds of kids each week, every water break, and like to the point where we had to be like no Pokemon cards until lunchtime when we have like an hour break and you guys can sit here. But there would be, like, fights over the trading, and, like, kids had, like, full backpacks and, like, socks. with Like, like the merch was crazy, like, how much Pokemon stuff they had. That's wild. Yeah. Not so much Yu-Gi-Oh. I didn't hear anybody talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh po- had it, it flamed out. Yeah. The, that one was always a little bit scarier looking. Like, just the coloring and the people, and, like, the characters were just, like, more intense looking. Then the Pokemons are kind of cute. Yeah. Charizard. <laughs> then, and... That was the most toxically masculine trait for me. I was, like, I literally, even as a child, was, like, Pokemons were pussies. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh is for the real kids. Yu-Gi-Oh is hard. Yu-Gi-Oh, Naruto. Yeah, I yeah. didn't like watch a show unless somebody had like a knife jutting out of yeah, them. Right? And, like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's also, honestly, as a kid, that's how I knew I was kinky because I was like low-key getting horny to like Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> Something about him being tied up and bleeding is really <laughs> Incredible. I feel like the play aspect of that is so beautiful. That like the fantasy play, like imaginary worlds part is like how lovely. I know, and I'm like, that's how you know like anime is like so special because like people will like take the time to like want to live in that world. I mean, it, it's yeah. sort of like Harry Potter too. I feel like people have that experience, right? Like yeah. where they like like kids like buy wands and like want to live in that world. Like I think anime right. has that very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Such beautiful world, like world building that people can feel like they can enter it like through their subconscious so easily. Totally. Know? Yeah. Totally. Which is really cool. Yeah. Totally. Does you think that in, in like is something that led you to being in? This is like a journalist question. Something that led to like being in comedy or like creativity creation. Oh my gosh. No. Separate things. I mean, you know what? I honestly do think my love of anime, like, led me to, like, drawing. Like, I did, like, yeah, I think it, like, made me love story and mm. art. But I guess you're right. I'm, I guess you're right. I, don't, <laughs> I always attribute, like, my desire to be an artist. Like, oh, I, I used to be, like, really, like, no, no, no. Like, like no, like, mental illness has nothing to do with art. But, like, <laughs> but now, like, just the older I get, I'm like, whoa, I have, like, everything that every great artist has ever had. And I do think, yeah. like, yeah, we're all on a path to, like, <laughs> do you, I mean, do you guys, 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, like I have, have anxiety. Anxiety. Oh yeah. Well, anxiety. I I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Of like, uh, especially with like considering my childhood and just like the way, and like thinking about um, my transness and like my childhood and how like I I had a very clear boyhood to me and then there's this whole like gap in middle and high school that's like I was kind of forced into like being a girl and like how I was clearly so uncomfortable with that and I was like and I think back to all these like relationships like with like like friendships and stuff I had and like and social interactions with like on sports teams and stuff and I was like oh I was always defaulting to trying to be silly and funny because I was like I can be that guy and that's fine and then I don't have to like be I don't even know what I mean like I was like I can fit that role and I'll just do that and then I'll feel comfortable um so I think that's for me probably where like it came from was like I just need Mm -hmm. something to do that'll make me feel like accepted in a way that's like not about who I am yeah yeah like it's about what I can like and like also when you're like I love to do like little silly voices and stuff as a kid so I was like I I always putting on like a different character and like literally taking myself out of my body my dad said he didn't know what my voice sounded like for years he was like you're always doing an accent I don't know you're always doing an accent always doing an accent (laughs) Or just, like, a fake voice. It's just, like, fake shit. I would talk, like, I don't know. I would always talk, like, um... I was such a strange child. I would I would walk around and talk, like, the characters from Beauty and the Beast. Not that exciting. I know. She's not even a good Disney princess. But, like, (laughs) she's, like, not even a good one. Like, she's not nice. She's not kind. She can read. Yeah. The Little Mermaid, I feel like, is where it's at. Okay. Wait, whoa. She can't even talk. Yeah, I know. That was hard for me to do. Connor loves to silence women. (laughs) I love to (laughs) silence women. Didn't Belle, like... Your voice. Belle had, like compassion for this beast and ariel like i know but that was okay well ariel's an enfp and so am i so when i got enfp (laughs) i was like okay fine we're letting bell go no it's never who i was who did her her any or her whatever that's called um myers-briggs um the internet what do you mean but like who who gets to decide what her qualities are i feel like based on like when you look at a story you can be like this person made decisions xyz based on this and that makes that they would fit into this I hate the word box. They would fit into this box. Fascinating. Do you know what your Myers-Briggs is? Um, I keep getting ENFP even though I, I'm, I feel like I'm changing as a person. Wait, I keep getting ENFP and I think I'm changing as a person wait, too. Is ENFP the protagonist? Um, no, you're ENFJ, ENFJ, I'm pretty sure. Thank you. The protagonist? It literally told you you were the center of the universe? No, but we were the champion. We're the champion. That's better. Sometimes the the test that you have like give you different labels. Yeah. But like so is um like Enneagrams like that too. What's your Enneagram? I always forget. I'm a two, which I is was unhappy. Um that makes sense. I feel like you're very protective. Thank you. Yeah. Like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You, two is two is the one that's always like helping other people with their problems. Yeah. Damn. Guess, my my best friend is that, but she hates she hates that as her. Yeah, I don't really like to. I don't know. I think that undermines you as oh, I'm gonna say it. Calling you the helper undermines your status as the main character. How can you be both the protagonist and the helper? I feel like it's Mother like, Teresa. It's okay. Okay, <laughs> fair. True. I also feel like it's like the trope of like the. This is not how I feel about myself, but I feel like if you were to combine those two kind of qualities would be like the hero that like falls on the sword totally I, mean, I would think a better word than helper is advocate i think advocate could be another word okay the raw like the leader yeah who's helping other i people. don't know i i those those tests i'm always like that feels so like like i know to me. I and you're sitting there like if i were at a party and a lot of people were talking and i was in the corner what would i do like that you're like yeah. very specific like, questions yeah. yeah i don't really want to think about that all too much. Right. But all situations. Who am I, et cetera. I remember, okay, and this is maybe sad, but I remember in 10th grade getting my result and being like, oh, this is so helpful to understanding myself. And it's like, why did you need that so bad in 10th grade? Like, what? Well, that's such like a strange thing to like latch onto, a strange explanation of self to latch onto. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Because there's not 16 types of people. I think if you're queer, it's just like so, you're always like, uh, I feel weird in my body all the time and Mm -hmm. don't feel like any of these labels that people are throwing at me. Yeah. Make any sense. That's how I explain why I'm like so, why every time I take Adderall, I'm for some reason Googling mine and everyone else's like astrology charts. (laughs) I like going to six hour rabbit holes where I'm like, who am I and what is is everyone I know? Wait, what is your, what is your astrology, your big three? I'm um I'm like a, a Leo rising, a Sag sun, and then a Cancer moon. 
Okay. Yeah. Does that mean anything to you? I, I, I honestly don't, I don't know enough about, I'm not, I know what I'm, I feel like as a queer person, I'm supposed to know so much about astrology and I know nothing. I know nothing. I know my big three, but that's, I don't even know. I, I only know, know my I'm a Libra one. and I'm balanced. That's all I know. I'm a Taurus and I'm bullheaded. <laughs> but my mom doesn't know when I was born. She doesn't really, I don't think she knows. <laughs> what do you mean? Like what time of day? Does she make it up every time? Like, I think it's just like 128, but I've never gotten confirmation. My dad's something different. Like <laughs> oh. I've never gotten confirmation. Doesn't sound right to me. That's so funny. Is your mom kind of a liar? She just, I don't think, would see the value of figuring out when I was actually born. I don't it's think just she the 128 is so confident. It's like people, it strikes me that if she's yeah. lying, she's like pathological. She's like, it was like 128. Yeah, I don't know, Connor. She's like, I was on a lot of drugs. One. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was a rainy day. Okay. Was, yeah. Her whole thing is that they made her take me home that night, and she regrets that to this day. She like, <laughs> was that's horrible. That's why you're gay today. Yeah, that's why I'm gay. <laughs> Never was breastfed, went home, didn't test spend a night in the hospital, which is insane. Like, you think, like, a little newborn thing would need to stay in the hospital. Like, like the, I guess, actually, maybe not. I guess hospitals I are kind of new, but, like, like, in the grand scheme of society. But, like... So are people. I know. That's true. <laughs> but it is so weird that we're, like, we just go directly to, like your twin house in the suburbs of Philadelphia. The thought of bringing back a baby that just was like just born and then being like, now I have to take care of this. <laughs> now I have this baby. It reminds me of the Sims. That's literally crazy. Yeah. Now I have this little I person, this little gay person in my house. Like, I think I kind of want to like, I don't know. Like, it's wild that you just like, no supervision. You just like get to take it home. I know. I know that actually is really fucked because you know what queer people gay people especially have to go through a lot of hoops you can't to rent get a one. car until you're like or you can't like book a hotel until you're like 21 25 something like that but like you can take a baby home at any age if you yeah. have it that's so crazy yeah <laughs> I know and like some would say oh no this might be controversial some would say that in and of itself is not pro-life you know what I'm saying that oh, anyone yeah. can just have the baby yeah Ooh. well I yeah I mean that I don't know yeah Okay, and then one thing that you said earlier, or this, so, I don't remember what made me think of this, but, like, I, I didn't grow up in Michigan, but I grew up in, like, the suburbs of Philadelphia, all-boys Catholic school, and I do think, like, yeah, it wasn't literally until, like, not even the first half of college, where I, like, I don't think I saw, I think I wanted to be an actor, because I was, like, like, that's all there is, it's, like, you got, that's the only option, and then when I was in New York for a summer, where I was, like, no, and I, like, worked in entertainment, and it's like, oh, no, there are all these gay people doing all these different things and, like, running the rooms, like, mm-hmm. do, doing them perfectly. Yeah. And, like, to me, that was fascinating. Where it's like, no, you can actually just, like, live a life and be, like, normal. But I feel like when I was growing up, that was, like, not, like, that was not a thing. We've talked about this before. Like, there weren't gay grandparents. Like, it right. was. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, like, the Myers-Briggs test helped me be like, oh, no, these are the things that I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a well, champion. When you don't see yourself anywhere, it, you are always like kind of grasping for something to like anchor your identity to, yeah. even if it is a Myers Briggs. Anchor test. your identity to, yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Uh, How did you envision your life when you were like, like when you thought about yourself twenty years? Ago? I was like, I have to be an actor. That's the only option. <laughs> it's like the only thing there is to be. I went. I was a BFA in college. My first year of college I was a BFA, and then I was a raging alcoholic. Like burned every bridge to the ground, just sizzle, 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 and then left the acting program after a year. And then I really missed creativity. Yeah. Okay, so we can cut all this. Um, as if we, the rest we can't. But, like, um, <laughs> like, I loved Rent. Like, when I was in high school, like, I did. I, like, loved Rent. That was, like, my favorite musical that I ever was. Like, that was, like, my biggest acting accomplishment, my high school production of Rent, which is irresponsible to even do. But, like, I couldn't listen to the Rent soundtrack for years because once I stopped acting, I was, like, I no longer have a purpose. I don't even know what I'm doing here. And then with comedy and creation, it was, like, very much, like, back to those roots of being, like, no, I can listen to the Rent soundtrack again. That's why we do this. It's, like, I'm following my dreams. But for a while, I was just, like, I don't even know. I was, like, I then, then I anchored my identity and, like, I was in Student Government Association and, like, the dance marathon and I had a clipboard and, like, those things, like, walking around, like, being in charge of things. So stupid. Stupid where we get our validation. Needing a role. Wow, I can't believe you, you live the lives of like eight different gay stereotypes. <laughs> yes, he really has. I've been, I'm doing the whole wheel. The yeah, whole wheel. Just kind of give gay cat. Little bit of stop killing oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine lives of Connor. <laughs> Truly. That's right. You no, said that too. I, I, all my I was thinking about this the other day. I think I maybe told, was talking to both of you guys about this at the stand the other day. Um, the When you were just saying having a clipboard and like having a role, that's how... I felt at that show that we went to where I was like, oh, I wish I was on this show because I don't like just, I just feel weird like socially unless yes. I have something to like have a role or it's like, oh, I was on stage yeah. and now I have something to talk totally. to people about or something or like 
I don't know. Like, I was an alcoholic in college. Like, I was sober for most of college. And then I still, like, I'm sober now. But in college, I was, but I would still go to frat parties and ask to work the bar because it would put me in the space <laughs> with a job. Yeah. I was like, the idea of just standing here dancing to Tiesto is unfathomable <laughs> to me. I was like, there's no way. But if you're just standing at the bar and you're just like pouring people's beer, then it's like, no, I deserve to be here. Yeah. I have a job. Yeah. I think about my grandpa because he, we always like, my parent, like family was always like jokes around that he loves to take the trash out at like family functions. I'm like, no, the guy just needs something to do. Yeah. Like, he just needs to He also might need a minute. Yeah. He might need a minute. Yeah. 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 Damn. That's nice. Wow. Okay. You said yeah. Pokemon, anime, etc. I, I feel so out of the loop on anime culture. Like, I, I feel like that's, like, a big gap. Clearly, there's a lot of gaps in my cultural knowledge, given how much I did know about the Oscars earlier, but... Um, I don't know anything about anime either. either. Yeah. Mm. No, no, sorry, sorry. I feel like I'm letting us down right now by just sort of listening to no, you. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I just, like, I, I was, like... Yeah, is there anything... How did you get introduced... Like, how did you get introduced to it? Like, oh as a gosh. kid? Oh, my gosh. I mean, sorry, I'm... You can cut this, especially or like I, I, I was just like I, I was just like it was just on TV and yeah. like I, I guess you two were how do you it, it sounds like you two were just white people with bread yeah, no, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know what to tell you like yeah that's why I missed you but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that, this like, podcast should be called soccer. white people with I watched I definitely watched some Pokemon like is Pokemon anime like is that a dumb it question? is but it does feel like light it feels like when people tell me like they loved Avatar the Last Airbender and like right which is a fantastic show yeah and i'm like and this is why you would have loved all of the rest but it's like the most i feel like yeah like pokemon and avatar blessed airbender feel like very like uh not like they're not like watered down but like they're closer to like american television in terms of like content and like structure yeah i also feel like i have so many like peers who have such like um i don't know just like Take have a lot of like cultural intake and just like clearly always have and are like you know know a lot of music and just like culture stuff and and I feel like a lot of that those roots were like founded in like maybe middle and high school and like my parents were pretty strict about like the type of like I don't know like my uh, that fucking radiator is going off right now is that what that is mm-hmm. it's coming from different directions well there's one in the and there's a hot pole in the in the bathroom and then there's over there anyway my parents were pretty strict about like. I was the oldest, and so they were definitely, like, I, like, didn't have a, an iPhone until, like, junior year of high school, and, like, I, like, wasn't really allowed to, like, I don't know, like, I didn't have a Facebook for a long time, computer stuff, whatever, so, like, I feel like I didn't get to do a lot of my own independent research into things that I was, like, and, like, looking up, like, TV and, and just, like, YouTube videos and stuff, like, my parents were pretty strict about that kind of stuff, in a way that I'm, like, I feel like I didn't get an opportunity to, like, look into what I would have been interested in, where, like, a lot of my peers, I feel like, figured that out earlier i don't know i feel like i'm so late to the game on so many things because it like took me into my adulthood to be able to be like oh i can like just like look up stuff on the internet if yeah. i want to yeah i don't know is that the internet as well and i feel like the difference between like you're three years younger than i am so like i feel like you had access to so much more information than i did and so much more like yeah like we didn't have just like the internet to go explore on we had one computer in our house and it had aol do you even know what aol is to cut this i'm aging myself yeah but it was very much like how could so much happened in four years. I so much did happen. Three I know. You're not that much older than us. Those three years, I feel like gay people got cool in those three years. That's when gay totally. people were cool. But yeah. like, that's the thing. Is like, like I think my parents were probably trying to be like protective over like bad stuff on the internet. But it's like, as a queer person, like that's where I needed to be to like figure yeah. out who I am. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Did you realize you were gay in college or in high school? Yes, college. Okay. I figured it out when I was a junior in college. I do feel like that's a, I I really do you feel that in our energy where like I feel like somebody who was allowed to be on the internet a little bit too much and you are new to the internet yeah I like I mean I was like that fucked up kid that like made my friends watch two girls one cup and right, like, like two I, boys one sandbox if you watch that I mean no oh I don't know if God. I ever even actually saw those but I knew of the lore of them yeah yeah I also probably think it's probably some like internalized catholic stuff in me that's like, i didn't know what two girls one cup was literally until two gays one mic came out and then people no were like way. Yeah. i was like what is this that's i just so thought it, i didn't really understand the joke wait that's really funny yeah you, that I still went that watched. passed like that just it just like, completely passed me that's cool. interesting like omegle were you an omegle as a kid oh my god i was on omegle until in, this is the other boys club i guess i mentioned like <laughs> um 
I would go on Omegle like up and like I was like 16. Nice. Regularly going on Omegle to beatbox battle strangers. <gasps> yes. There's like a strange contingent of like men who beatbox on Omegle as YouTubers that Whoa. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, for, for a while, if you Googled girl beatboxer, I was, like, number three that came up, like, girl beatboxer on Omega. Wait, like, that's yeah, so cool. It was so weird. Okay, so to me, you are the most talented beatboxer I know because I don't know that many. How would you say your your skills, like, stack up against It's like others? every, I think every acapella group should give me a call back as a professional. <laughs> 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 like, easily hands out. Sure. And especially, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I would say, but I don't think I, um, I wouldn't, like, place very high if I were to, like, enter, like, a beatboxing competition, okay. like, amongst, like, real, like, competitor. I mean, it's crazy. I would get on a medal, like, there's, like, these eight-year-olds, and I was like, this is literally Skrillex. Like, this, every Whoa. sound you're making is, you're making, like, nine different sounds, and it sounds like, not that I'm bad, I mean. Very high. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking hard. I, I put a lot of time into that shit. Did you hear how fast that was? That was really good. I'm impressed. That's going to sound Sorry, crisp. I just screamed. How did you start mind. doing that? Perfect. What? How? Yeah. Right, so I was on the internet a lot. Uh-huh. And I think I was just, like, a, maybe a little bit lonelier than the two of you. Like, is that too far? Too I feel far? Like I was you lonely felt very lonely. Great, so I was lonely in, like, always. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> in every sense of the word, I was extremely lonely. <laughs> and, like, I, I just, like, I mean, I would, like, say to, like, the school counselor, like, she would literally say to me, like, wow, it sounds like you haven't, like, had fun or, like, seen a friend in three months. And I'd be, like, no, but I had a lot of, like, volleyball tournaments. Like, I would, like, put, like, lump, like, sports practice. That's, with, like, that is exactly how I felt. Like, I feel like when I think about my high school time and stuff like that, I'm, like, I, I have, a, like, one friend from high school who I would still consider somebody I'm, like, friends with. But, like, otherwise not really. And I, I just, like... Yeah, I did. I was just like playing sports a lot, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm like doing stuff." But I'm like, I actually was very lonely, and I was like, never. I didn't yeah. go to any parties or anything. I like did not get. I just like, I was Are like, "Are you for real? You're like the wow." No, I I didn't drink in high school. I never went to any parties. I think I went to literally maybe two in my entire high school time. I went like my senior year. I went to like our homecoming after party and our prom after party. And but it was you were literally still prom. Homecoming queen. Homecoming queen. Yeah, which was. A lonely homecoming queen that I, like, like, has beautiful. to be a Disney Channel original. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I wasn't, like, I wouldn't say that I wasn't, like, well-liked. Like, I think people liked me, and I was, like, pleasant and fine and, like, whatever. But, like, I yeah. definitely did not feel uh, like I had a lot of community in my school or anything like that. Wait, did but you... it was very much sports centered. Like I would be like, oh yeah, I have like I'm on all these teams, so like that's that and whatever. But like also my club soccer team, like a lot of those girls were kind of mean to me, which I probably because I was like gonna play in college and they were like mad about it. But like, I see. but it was just like I didn't really feel like I, which is a, another reason why I felt like I was like, oh, I should just be funny because like at least I can do that. Damn, were you resented a little bit in high school because you were like super like I think so and talented. Yeah. That's also how I got kicked out of the boys club. Because yeah. I was so talented. Wait, <laughs> did you go to your school counselor ever? That lady did not know what was up. Wait, how did you end up with a school counselor? Did you I, seek them out? I did. Uh, oh, this is so embarrassing. I mean, I, I again, was really mentally ill. And, like, the, you guys can cut this. I'm always trying to do Wait, bits about this. Wait, our beginning should be every one per like every time we said you can cut this. That's the intro. It's just yeah. like all the time. You can cut this. You can cut this. You can cut this. <laughs> is this a very this episode specific or is everyone? No, we edit, no, we, we, we edit we edit it. We edit it hard, and we won't put anything out that you don't get to like yeah. listen to first. So oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I mean, I don't care if this goes out there, but this might just kill the vibe. I mean, I I was like, you know, like in every middle school, there's like that. There are some kids where you're like, yeah. Oh my god, they're like. They're cutting themselves in a corner. Like, where are they going to end up in life? Yeah. And that's me. <laughs> I turned out to be a total sweetie. But, like, when I was in middle school, like, like, yeah, like, all my friends were, like, what are we going to do about Sabrina? Like, we need to, like, get like yeah. get her to, like, I lost a lot of friends because I was so, like, emotionally unstable. Yeah. Please, like, don't think this is who I am now. Like, no. I mean, like, part of, like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, you. a totally normal. Yeah totally normal often late person that's like sort of that's where it's all like balanced out <laughs> like, but 
But yeah, no, I, anyways, I just got introduced to the school counselor because I was, like, so unwell that, like, teachers and friends alike were like, you have to meet with this lady. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, it. this lady. This lady. <laughs> this her lady. name is Rochelle, and I, I will, like, she's, like, my second mom, and I, like, oh, good. yeah, like, cool. I... Yeah, we still talk to this day and like a really chill. Oh, day. that's really cool. I loved my high school counselor. Yeah. One time I told her I didn't like my Spanish teacher and she said, you shouldn't have to go there anymore. And then I would just go to her office every day instead of Spanish class. And that's why I only speak one language now. Jeannie wow. <laughs> Holt-Brabs and I love her so much. She said, Damn. I'll sign my name to any lie you tell. Wow. We all need people like that. Yeah. I wish that, yeah, I wish yeah. we had a better counselor at our school. I can't remember. I remember, the only time I remember going to one was actually our like elementary school guidance counselor was my homeroom teacher in fourth grade. And I was like, I had just moved to this, like I just moved to Savannah that year. And I was like, so I was obviously new to the school. And like, I made friends with this one kid and we were like going to go to a movie that weekend. Like as like friends, obviously, because we're in fourth grade and also I'm not interested in men. It's also like a big deal to go to a movie with anyone in fourth grade. Right, but it was just like funny. But everybody of course was like, it's a date, it's a date. You guys were going on a date. And I was like, losing my mind obviously because i was like for a number of reasons but like and then like, so i I'm went nine. to her and she was like it's okay like you know that's all i don't remember what she said to me but that was the only time i think i went to the guidance counselor because she clearly didn't help that much but what movie did you see i don't even remember bridge of terabithia I all i remember it. is i got sprays do you remember that candy yeah I remember like i remember being like i remember that being one of the first times i was like aware of i was like oh i'm a child who decided to go with the most colorful thing and it ultimately hurt my tummy and i probably should have made a better decision you know yeah the first it's time just I was like, sugar oh, like to... skittles but sourish and just gross and like yeah. flat they oh, like gosh. discontinued it right probably i love I'm... other wonka candies but mm, never... yeah nobody's having a spree in 2022 <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i wish i I wish I had gone to the, I have been thinking about this so much recently where I was like, I was, uh, when I was in third grade, I was on the baseball team with like the boys. Cause I was like, I'm playing baseball. I'm not playing softball. Like I want to play baseball. So Whoa. My, my parents signed me up for That's the baseball hot. team and they, I like, so I was like, I had short hair and I was like, I was friends with lots of guys and they were like, I very much felt like one of the boys, but then we would go to these baseball games and there would be other kids in the other team would be like, oh, there's a girl on their team. And I would like be like, what the fuck? How do they know? Like, we're all wearing the same uniform. I have short hair. Like, how are they spotting me basically? Talking. Yeah. I was like, and I would obviously I would like reel about that. And it got to the point I was so anxious about it. I like pulled my hair out one night, like, like, oh like to a point where it was like, I know we can cut this too. But, like, it was like, and I was like. Obviously, my parents knew because I had a bald spot on the front of my head, and my mom was like, what the fuck, what did you do? And I was like, I don't know, I just, like, did this in my sleep last night, I guess. And then, but, like, I never saw a, a counselor or anything. I was like, I was clearly so anxious, and, like, nobody was like, why don't we let this kid talk to somebody? Yeah. You know? We they just thought I was anxious counseling. about the baseball game. I'm like, I don't care if I bat 100 or whatever. It's funny, because like, now we're know? like, everyone should be in therapy. And it's like, actually, every child should be in counseling as well. Like, you everyone know? should just should be seeing something. Because, like, parents don't have all the tools to, like, help you figure it out. Especially if you're, like... No. And, like, I was like, I clearly had a lot going on. Yeah. Do they, do your parents now, or are they very, like, oh, my God, there's been dysphoria since, like... We haven't had... I mean, so when I was, like, five or so, I... I would always be like, I want to be a boy. I said that all the time. And then I would say like, I, there was this period of time where I wanted them to call me Michael. That was like the name I like chose for myself. And so we like kind of did that for a bit. But then I think I like phased out. I don't know. But like, so like they definitely knew that. And my dad very recently told me that I was sitting with him on the couch one time. And we were watching, or Oprah was on or maybe a preview for Oprah or something. And there was like, she was interviewing a trans kid. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like <laughs> this is an option and he, they were like kind of like what do we do I, I mean obviously it was 2004 or whatever they don't, yeah. what are they going to do yeah you know in Savannah was, was that Savannah Georgia at that time all of my memories of the the really intense dysphoria were like from like when I lived briefly in Indianapolis and Syracuse but so I don't know if they know how much but like the more I think back on it I'm like Jesus Christ how did I never talk to anybody yeah you know yeah <sighs> When did you first talk to a therapist or a counselor? In my adulthood. Oh, yeah. I guess in, in college a little bit, but not really. Yeah. I talked to one in college, too. I feel like she was, like, horrible. Yeah, my college therapist lady was bad. Well, so then bad. I saw one that was through the athletic department, because I was, like, had a huge crush on this girl, and she was, like, not giving it back. And I didn't know I was queer yet, but I was, like, that was going on. And I was, like, I'm really depressed. And they were, like, 
and I was like, my friend and I are having this falling out, and the counselor kept being like, why do you think you care so much? And I was like, I don't know, we're just like really good friends. And she was like, why do you think you care so much? And I was like, I don't know, I just think we're really good friends. Counselor is <laughs> never really just trying to be like, like, you're, you're gay. gay. You're gay. Is like, sometimes just say what you think. Yeah, Wait. I wish she was like, I think you're gay, and I could, that probably would have been that. That was my no. therapist, Gail Post, when I was 16, because I had an eating disorder, and she's like, I don't get why you want to be small. Men are big, <laughs> and RTV are big, and like, but she would never just be like, dude, you're gay. Yeah. And then like, my parents, I think she suggested it to my parents. And um, which I don't know if that's bad or that's not. That's a breach of your confidence. Definitely a breach, but also maybe a favor. Maybe it was like, yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. Maybe, but I don't know. And they were like, no, he's not gay. Well, like, he told us that he wasn't gay. And she's like, okay. Spoiler alert for your parents, all three of them are. They're all gay. Like, this <laughs> one, and there's two more behind him. Do you think your parents ever had a moment together where they were like, what the fuck? <laughs> No, I hope so. Oh no, no, no! It can be a bad way. It can be like, like I feel like, is it him or is it her? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) is it because he stayed home or is it because her ovaries are weird? Like, I will never know. (laughs) Connor's being an absolute Republican on the podcast today. (laughs) Nature, nurture. I think nurture, and like, I don't know. I have no idea. It's brutal. Probably nature. You think it's genetic? I think it's genetic. Like, I think it's, and that's why to me it's like there's no one in our extended family who's gay. Okay, like. That's obviously not true. Like, yeah. there have to be other gay people. For sure. I think it's from my dad's side. Are there other gay... Oh, who, who on your dad's side? I have some family members on his side that I think are gay. <laughs> that seem gay. Well, like, I, I feel like I've heard him say, like, there we have, like, an uncle who maybe is... I don't know. Somebody on that side. Everyone has an uncle who, like, came and went. You know not what I mean? Not my uncle, but, like, his or something. I forget. Oh, my God. Is that how gayness works for real? Like, I feel like we, we talk about how it's biological, but I've yet to... No one's really doing I the family trees know. of like they queerness. Can't, they know can't. They can't. Yeah. The gene. They keep being like we can't find. It, so who, who knows? Well, because for a while it like wasn't like it was like no one's gay and like kissing men, which is almost makes you think. No, wait, was everyone just gay? Because you're like kissing men is a sin. It's bad. Blah blah blah. But we all want to do it. But it's bad. But it's like, well, which was it? Like it seems like I don't well, know. Like I think that's the truth. Like I think that's why there's no genes. Yeah. Like because we actually are all like. We're all like queer. Oh, it's not it, really it's, like it's a made up. Yeah, yeah, totally. Gender's made up. Like someone got it in their, or society <laughs> got it in its head at one point that it was just like this thing that we all had, but we're like resisting the urge, like resist the urge, and it's like, well, do we all have the urge? So right, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So our our last question for you is, um, what is a boys club you would like to create or see in the world? I want to do like, like a like a BDSM, but like for life things like do you like okay. i want to like be able to like play video games with like the boys but like it, you know obviously it's not really about gender but like yeah. like you know all that like toxic shit where like fuck you you like oh my god i've never like do you even can you even see can you even like fucking use it like i want that like toxicity as like role playing all like i want to be able to be like a bottom and a top in all these areas of life with like but like in a consensual you're talking about group fitness that's group fitness. Whoa. I feel like as a group, you need to come to my group fitness like, class. Are you, what, you're like verbally harassing I feel like people? you just like, you say, yeah, you're like sarcastic. Sometimes, like you're like sarcastic, you're kind of rude. You're like, if I wanted, if I, like, if, oh, if you didn't want someone to hold you accountable, I'll send you a YouTube video. Like that. Literally like that kind of thing. It's like a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of mean. But yeah, I, that's what I. Yeah. I, 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 you, you saying that like made me think of like, that is such like. Uh, like boy culture that I like witness like watching like I don't know like guys in high school like playing video games and stuff like the way that they would like that like bond that they would have of like yelling at each other and stuff but like in that space of video game is like so uh like I have such a visceral memory of that yeah nothing hurt me more than when I was like trying to play basketball with the guys and like they're fucking like elbowing the shit out of each other and talking shit and then whenever it came to me they'd be like oh like here's 10 space like 10 feet of space for you to dribble around and you're like no, like I want you to, I want you to hit me. Like, yeah, like yeah, I want yeah. this. Like I want to feel a part of this. Like, yeah, primal like rage and yeah, yes. like it's so human. And I don't think even just like a thing that only guys want. Like I think everybody should be able to tap into that in a safe way that isn't like harmful. Totally. I think about this with um, I've been missing out on this with like I think about my team I played with in college. Like we used to like. Obviously, in practice, we're, like, very physical with each other because soccer is a physical sport. But, like, we would, like, the way we would, like, interact with each other, we would just, like, shove each other and, like, just, like, goof around that way and, like, beat the shit out of each other. And I was, like, and I miss that. And those are all, Mm. you know, other than me, to my knowledge, cis women that are, like, also have that urge in them to, like, want to be, like, physical with each other and play, like, in that way. Yeah. And I miss that so much where I'm, like, 
I wish I had that. And, like, so often you can only find that, like, if I'm looking for it through a sports context, it's, like, yeah, like, playing, like, in a men's pickup league. But it's, like, I don't really want to get the shit beat out of me by a bunch of, like, six-foot cis men. Like, I want more, like, of a community that I feel, like, in, I don't know, parallel with that I can yeah. rough yeah. around with and, like, yeah, like, in that way. And it's gross because, like, they're, they're kind of harassing you in a way that isn't, like, for your own... Yeah, you know what I mean they're topping from the top. I want I want some tops from the bottom. Yeah, like, they're there, like oh we're all God. there to do it for each other. Like, yeah, yeah. And it sometimes happens, you know, like when you're about to play, like, sorry, I play a lot of like, you know, like mafia based games, like yeah. Secret Hitler, like Resistance, yeah. like, like I'm always like you got or or Catan, like that's like, it's, like I need to do I do I have your permission to be absolutely insane while I play yeah. and like be mean and like sociopathic? Like, have you ever talked to Julia Zen about playing? I'm always talking to Julia Zenimovin because I feel like she's on the same wavelength. Where yeah. It's like, it's only fun when she's you're an intense. absolute sociopath yeah. in the game. And then otherwise, I like I can't even like lie in real life, but for some reason, I'm like a total like psychopath. Would you ever go on Survivor? I know that's so specific. Or something like that. Because I feel like that is a little bit what you're describing. Like this like thing that's almost separate of reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like leaving your body and like tapping into like... Yeah. Um... I don't really love the idea of having to see myself on screen. You couldn't watch it. I wouldn't need that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, oh, you know, okay. Also, nature freaks me out because I don't like to, I don't like, like, I don't like pooping. Like, in the, yeah. Like, in, in toilets that are not my own. I, I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah, and there's so. no toilet. Uh, Sabrina, are there any, is there anything you want to plug? Any socials or anything you want? Yeah, so my Instagram and Twitter is at asabrinawu, and I guess... I guess you know. Look out in the fall for this comp- this untitled movie uh, that I'm in. It's Hell just, yeah! So hard to plug. Yeah, um, but you'll know. It's got a lot of you know. There's, it yeah. It'll, it's Asian. It's <laughs> it's. I'm in it. You'll know. It's gonna be awesome. This, this podcast is gonna age so well. It's gonna uh, be great. Yeah, yeah. great. All right. I can't wait. Um. All right. On three. One, two, three. Hey, boys. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda. That's C-O-N-O-R, panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O, Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out. Come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye. Bye.